Welcome to Gross Anatomy. Yeah, so this is our first attempt at a live video recording at Gross Anatomy Podcast, isn't it? I'm nervous. Yeah. I have to start dressing up for the show. Right, exactly. We're going to have to get hair and makeup person, and I can't look so sleepy. Maybe we're going to have to start doing it in the morning. Mm -hmm. So welcome to Gross Anatomy. Welcome, everyone. <laughs> Where we explore the sights, smells, and sounds of medicine and how it relates to pop culture, movies, TV, and the world around us. That's and true. I'm Lauren Taylor. And I'm Dr. Jason Cohen. There you go. And uh, what are we doing today? Today we're going to talk about a few things. Um, one thing I wanted to bring up was the article that your daughter sent us. My daughter. Um, the eldest daughter. Yes, my eldest daughter. She sent an article about how Japan had enforced this... Um, it was like a four-day work week. Love it. Just to see like if that would change productivity, and it did. And it said they increased by 40%. I love and this that. This was like a Microsoft division in Japan. How long did that last for, though? So I'm not sure. Like I think maybe six weeks or so. So why didn't they keep doing it? So that's what they did. They were doing using this as like a study to see mm. if it would help or hurt. And it obviously helped they said by 40%, they were more productive. That's amazing. Yeah. Four-day work week. I'm all in favor. Because everyone, yeah. I mean, they wanted to get their work done, and they wanted to yeah. get out of there. Love it. You know what's crazy in America is how we're working harder and harder and more and more, and it's insane. And I remember, actually, in the operating room, we start surgery now at 7.15 in the morning, which means, you know, you, the goal is to actually be cutting skin by 7.15 in the morning, which means you basically have to be here by 6.30. The patients have to be here by 5 a.m., mm -hmm. And when I first started it, here, it was surgeries were 7.30 or 7.45, and now they're just making it earlier and earlier. Why do we have to wake up? Why do we have to sleep less and work more? I don't understand it. I don't know, and I think that's, um, I mean, I think it's a very American thing, too. It's totally American. So it's, it's interesting dumb. that they, yeah, I don't think they Microsoft has done anything like that here. Yeah. But their Japan division yeah. did. And I'm a big fan, you know, I always talk about uh, podcasts and things I like to listen to and read and watch. So Tim Ferriss, who we've discussed, did you read his book? Uh, the Four, wait, four Hour Work Week. Four yeah, hour Tim Ferriss. And yeah. he has a podcast, too. Initially, I think it was just a podcast, and then he also turned it into a video thing. I watched a couple of them. Um, and he figured it out, the four-hour work week. He did, but we talked about this. It doesn't apply to those, like, I trying know. to get into med school. Yeah, you can't really do that in medicine. But to We're a lot of our gonna, viewers, it probably, you should read the book. And, yeah, but we basically can't say, yeah, your 10-hour surgery, we're only going to spend a half hour on. <laughs> <laughs> You're on your own for the rest. Yeah, so I guess the, I don't know how the four four-day work week would work for you. I guess doctors no, would figure fine. out. No, we're fine. Yeah, yeah. You, it would, you would just have to really bang it out. And in the olden days, or even still, there's some like fancy doctors who would have like a day off for golf or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. I don't even know what golf is other than people swinging a stick, you know, in the middle of nowhere. But um, yeah, no, I, it, it would be great to have like an academic day or an off day or, a, you know, a family day. It would be amazing. But if you're a, a specialist, like... I mean, well, you are a specialist. I'm special. But can't you kind of just, like, choose your own hours after a while? You can, but the problem, you know, as a surgeon, especially towards the end of the year, like now, everybody wants to have their surgery done. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a day you that... You just don't want to, like, you could turn to, patients away, but you, you don't want to. You could turn patients away, yeah, but I have a million people trying to call in, come in at the last minute. You know, it's mm -hmm. funny, I, I had blocked out, I'm turning 50 next month, and I blocked out... Um, 
December 10th, my birthday, everybody, turning 50. December 10th, 1969, send presents, send gifts, <laughs> shout out to me, do the whole thing. But He's not very excited about no, it. No, I'm depressed. So I, I blocked it out, but sure enough, I now have things going on that day. I thought it was just going to be a day off, but now I'm seeing a patient. I'm going to my kid's school to talk to her school about becoming a doctor. Fun stuff. That's fun. There you go. That's like in the TV shows. Is it like all the dads go and talk about their professions or just specifically you? No. She, so this daughter, my middle daughter, is doing a pre-med class. Okay. And so they asked me to come and talk about... Actually, uh, the topic is specifically, I think, oncology because they were learning, they were doing like an oncology unit. So I'm going to come and talk about cancer. Oh, is she yeah. like nervous? Savvy? <laughs> I, think she, I, think, I think on the one hand, she's happy that I'm yeah. coming. And she's a little, but she really like, does what not is my want dad going to yeah, say? She really doesn't want me going. <laughs> so it's going to be my job to embarrass her for sure. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I wish, can Actually, you take a I, picture? What I, yeah, for sure. But what I'd really like to do is my whole um, coffee table book thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my this whole gross, gross anatomy. anatomy. Yes. So that's my goal. My goal is, although I'm lazy and I'm not going to do it, but if I really get organized enough and can do it, I want to get a bunch of yucky, crazy pictures and just show them to the kids and talk See, about they cancer. they would love that they, coffee table button. They would. I asked the teacher, but then the teacher said some of them might be queasy and have trouble seeing Oh, really? Seeing they said not to. It. No, she said do it, but okay. we're going to have to warn the kids maybe beforehand. Okay. It'll be yeah. fun. I mean, I think it would get them engaged for sure. I think so. I'm impressed that your daughter's high school, she must go to a good high school. She goes to Bear, yeah, she goes to a good one. Um, public school. Because, uh, yeah, the public schools in Oklahoma did not have pre-med classes. I will tell you that much. You're no. probably shocked. Yeah, but now they might. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. Um, what else are we doing today? Well, we're envying Japan for... I'm a little nervous about moving. Can I move, you think? How is moving on camera? Like, I'm going to change my position. How's that going to look? We need a third person. I've changed my position. Now it's good. Go ahead. Yeah. And also, we have an episode about um, workplace burnout. Mm. Um, And I think this four-day work week is a good solution to this problem. It definitely would be a solution to burnout, for sure. Um, Yeah, and the interesting thing is... Possibly will create increased productivity. I hope they bring it over here. Because I'm yeah. always jealous of, like, my friends are nurses, and they always say how burned out they are, but I'm like, but you only work three days a week. Right. I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to know. But but I do, my one of my best years in college was my second year, sophomore year of college, where I actually was the busiest I had ever been. I think I actually, each semester, believe it or not, took 26 credits a semester. That's insane. So I took, like, over 50 credits for the year wow. and I was crazy busy but I was the most productive and most successful never and never taking that yeah. that was a lot yeah. what else stacked are we doing up on today? those courses yeah. um, well I saw something in the news and I thought you would be a perfect person to talk about I am the perfect this. person okay so Sarah Hyland from Modern Family yes I don't know it doesn't ever say what exactly disease or diseases she has but I guess she was born with something where she no we know what she had what does she have didn't she have didn't she isn't she a transplant patient didn't she yes she does yeah she did have a transplant but I just don't know why oh okay I forget uh she had a liver or kidney transplant she had a I think it's a kidney transplant she may have had polycystic kidneys but I'm not totally sure because she said yeah I um, think it was in the news yeah I didn't treat her so I um yeah I had nothing to do with her care. Anyway, she said, she posted a photo yeah. to, like, display her scars and show, you know, like, she is who she is. And yeah. It's all part of her. But she said, like, 
the scars were like a dumpster truck had run over her like body. Right. But I didn't like I was actually You saw the scars? Yeah, like I was actually like trying to look at the photo and it's like hard to see them and I'm just always so impressed. I mean it it obviously she's gone through a lot. That's yeah. tough. Not saying that. I'm just saying I'm impressed with um how they can do like work now and leave like such little scars. Yeah. Well, maybe it was photoshopped, right? On the camera? I don't know. I think I mean it was just lighter. Mhm. Like I had my appendix out when I was little and I have a much worse scar than Really? You have a yucky scar? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Cuz usually, you know, if you have a scar as a little kid, usually as you age that scar gets significantly better. Yeah, mine hasn't. <laughs> huh. <laughs> so that's what all I'm saying is like yeah. stuff has really improved in like over yes and no. like the 20 years or yeah, yeah I mean you tell so me. So yes and no. I mean, I mean the reality with scars are anytime we do any kind of surgery there's always a chance of infection and like a wound breakdown. There's always that chance no matter what. And then the scar for sure is going to look yucky. And unfortunately I've had some patients who, you know, surgery's amazing, we removed whatever we removed, we did whatever we had to do, and then for whatever unfortunate reason, the scar either gets infected or opens up a little bit, and it just sometimes happens, and there's no real reason to explain why it happens, it just sometimes happens. Oh, but I do know this, which I learned from our podcast, if you smoke, yeah. the chances are... Way higher. Way higher. Of a bad wound issue. Mm -hmm. The other issue is um, diabetics, so people... Anyone whose immune system is compromised has worse healing potentially. Okay. Um, so diabetics also have have poorer healing and more prone to infection and issues. Um, but I, I think to some degree we've learned a lot more about suturing and suture techniques. You know, to try to make prettier scars. Um, we all learn even early on that you know one thing I do I do a lot of thyroid surgery. I talk about that all the time. Is is I make I, I plan my incisions in pre-op before we're even in the operating room. I make patients scrunch their neck down mm -hmm. to try to just see where their natural wrinkles are gonna be. Oh, really? And oh. I try to hide it in a natural line. And then I also try to make it as small and as cute as possible. And often, if possible, as low down in the neckline as possible too to hide it. No, um, because I've seen like your patients before and after, and that's another thing. Like I can't see anything. Yeah, I'm so impressed. So like, you plan it. That they're Langer's lines is what they're called, and they're natural lines of the skin, intention lines. So you know you could see where my wrinkles are. You know, so you try to hide it. But we have these lines everywhere. So sometimes I'll even like bend someone's skin up to just kind of see where the creases of things are going to run, and you try to hide it in a natural line of the skin, uh, uh, if possible. Interestingly, when we did thyroid surgery robotically back in the day, we put a big incision, big incision, like six centimeters under the armpit. That's and we hid it in the it. armpit. Yeah. yeah. So it's hidden, but it could be a big scar, but it hides under the armpit. Right. But even still, I'll try to do, when I do my thyroid incisions, I'll try to do them really low. Mm -hmm. Interestingly, I think we talked about on other podcasts, breast surgery today. You know, back in the olden days when we did breast cancer surgery, they did what was called a radical mastectomy. Did we talk about that? So so when someone had breast cancer in the olden days, they removed the entire breast no matter what, but not just the breast. They removed the pec major muscle, the pec, everybody's pec. They removed that muscle. Uh, and so, so patients had this, in, in addition to having this crazy scar, they had a major deformity because their pec was gone. So as the years progress, as we figured out other therapies, adjuvant therapies, it's called like radiation therapy, we realized that we could actually do what's called a lumpectomy where we save the breast, just take out the cancer with normal stuff around it, um, and as long as we give radiation, which kind of zaps the tissue around it to sterilize it to prevent any little microscopic cancer, that's just as good. Right. So once we started doing lumpectomies, then we started where, where we're not removing the whole breast, we said, well, 
maybe we could place the incision really cosmetically in a certain way, like a, a plastic surgery incision, either under the crease of the breast or around the nipple areolar complex. And, and we started doing that. And then we said, well, if we're doing mastectomies, removing the whole breast, saving the muscle, we could get our plastic surgeons to put it in implants so it looks great, but let's try to still do it through these teeny tiny scars, really well hidden. And as great as it is for patients, it's a struggle for us surgeons. You know, now we're doing it we're, we're through these little incisions. So we're working much harder to create much better cosmetics, uh -huh. which is worth it at the end of the day. Uh, but it's become a much bigger challenge a lot of times. Even with our thyroid surgery, we do these teeny tiny low incisions. And through those low incisions, i got to get the thyroid out up here. So I'll put a little scope in, mm -hmm. a little laparoscope, a five millimeter scope in there to try to be able to see and, and work through this tiny little incision. I mean, I'm always so we're amazed. struggling for our patients. Like no, I, I, mean, I, yeah, but yeah, I always jokingly say, celebrities are showing their scars. I'm like, I've right. really seen anything. Like Selena Gomez, uh, same thing. I'm not right. the same thing, but she, she had a kidney transplant. She had a kidney transplant. Yeah. And then and I heard she was just in concert the other day. I heard it on the radio today that she was just performed somewhere in something and people were disappointed. But this oh, is what really? I heard on the radio. I don't know. I didn't hear her. I like Selena Gomez. But she suffered from lupus. Yeah. So I know what she had. Yeah. Um, Lena Dunham is another one, and she has in, endometriosis. Mm -hmm. What is that exactly? Endometriosis is, you know, it's it's a tough disease. It it potentially causes sterility in women or just chronic pain well, in I women. Well, I know she had she had um what she can't have kids anymore. She mm -hmm. had she had a hysterectomy. Yeah, she had a hysterectomy. That's what. Maybe from the endometriosis. So it's like little deposits of of the endometrial tissue of the of the uterine tissue all around the body in the ab abdominal cavity that cause pain and discomfort. And it could be a really debilitating thing. Actually, there's some surgeons that would specialize in gynecological surgeons in just treating endometriosis. But it's it's a debilitating, it's a tough, it's a can be a very difficult, tough disease. Yeah, she's been very candid too. Like she had a photo the other day, like she's wearing like really large, like sweat type clothes and like walking with a cane. And I was like, what is, this is more serious than I thought it was. Uh, I thought after you, she had a hysterectomy, she'd be okay. Was that recent? She just did this? I didn't hear it in the news. I think she had that a few years ago, uh, but now she's, I guess, still in pain. The nice thing though is today, you know, if she still has her ovaries or she froze her eggs, she could still have children, right. you know, with a surrogate, you know, which, yeah. which is something she could still do. Which, how much do you think surrogates would make? Like, how much would Kim Kardashian pay one of her surgeries? Actually, I, if you it came up in the... Were we talking about it? I don't, I don't know. I, Maybe. I mean, we were someone I was recently talking about it to, I think it's like $100,000 or something. See, this is... Did I you look it up? I was like, yes, I did. Oh, okay. Because I was talking... Because of this my, talk? No, I was talking to one of my friends about it. Yeah? Because I was like, they gotta... I mean, they have to be making almost like, you know, like... 200,000 like something you know you mean the surrogate yes yeah and that's a lot they go through a year of like they can't do anything else right right um and then it's all the health costs too I mean I guess they could still work and stuff. I think each round of in vitro fertilization I think costs somewhere between 10 and 30,000 or some some big figure I don't remember exactly well I read an average they okay. get 45,000 is for the in vitro or no, the for surrogate no that's yeah, all but she I gets think, I think a Kim Kardashian probably Right. And they still have to pay taxes on that. I think Kim Kardashian probably pays at least 50 to... I mean, she should pay $100,000. Yeah, months. yeah. That woman's having her child. Yeah, for sure. And she has the money. Yeah. I don't know. I just didn't know it was so low. I think it's more. 
I. You mean yeah. that's how much Kim Kardashian paid, or that's like the I average think, cost? I think she paid like sixty thousand, but mm-hmm. the average that they make is forty five thousand. Interesting. Which I thought. Was but then there's well. that's how much the surrogates getting paid, but then there's still a lot of costs to the to the parents who are doing that in terms of the medical costs. Oh, true. Costs. I'm not saying that they're not paying a lot. But right. I'm just saying that this woman is going through like ten right. months of that's her true. body being tormented. Yeah. No, it's an interesting thing. But you wonder what other deals they may have in addition to that afterwards. True. I don't know. True. I think if I were a celebrity, I would... And I had Kim Kardashian money, I'd get a surrogate. You would? Why not? I guess. Yeah, no, it's way easier on the body. Although the the whole in vitro egg harvesting thing is kind of tough on the body, too. Oh, is it? Yeah. 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 Yeah, It it kind of puts you through. It messes with your hormones and everything like that. Some, Some women breeze through it, but... I couldn't imagine someone messing with my hormones just to get pregnant. It is interesting, you know, that I've seen some patients in movies, TV, and whatnot whose scars I have done. Um, can, can you talk I about I cannot that? talk about okay. it. No, okay. by no means. And it's interesting Sophia that Verdon? they're not very noticeable, yeah. but I obviously could notice it. And I'm like, oh, okay, it looks pretty good, you know? Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I was looking up, because um, I know you do thyroid surgery and like... Minimally invasive. Is that just what they call all surgery now? Or like all thyroid surgery now? Or no. is it a special? It's it's kind of special to some degree. I mean, there are still some surgeons doing an incision from here to here to get someone's thyroid out. Yeah. Okay. So minimally although yesterday's, invasive. Although I did a thyroid surgery yesterday on a big evil cancer, and we did have to do a big incision from here. Um, we went to the... Yeah, from here all the way to here because we had to take out all of the lymph nodes here that were had cancer in them on the side of the neck. Young patient. She's going to be great, but, but you know, still, and the incision's going to look gorgeous. Yeah. Um, actually, believe it or not, sometimes doing a bigger incision, struggling less looks better than a smaller incision where you're struggling because in order to do the surgery through, through that small incision, you're pulling on that incision and traumatizing the incision. You know, you're yanking on it and sometimes burning it. So sometimes a bigger incision where you could be much more gentle on the tissue heals nicer and the scar is nicer. Okay. But you never know. Yeah. Um, yeah, celebrities that have had thyroid surgery. Rod Stewart had to Rod have Stewart. A, a tumor he was He was the first concert. Gland. First concert. I think the first concert I ever saw was Rod Stewart. Interestingly, the other day in the OR, we were listening to Rod Stewart just randomly because I wanted to hear Rod Stewart. I, like I Rod love Stewart Rod Stewart. Sometimes. Yeah, Madison Square Garden in the probably 1980s, late 1980s. Rod Stewart probably put on 30 different outfits during that concert. <laughs> it was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, I read a review that said his voice isn't as good anymore. I don't know if it has anything to do with the thyroid surgery. I don't think it changed. No. Not. He's just older. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and then Sophia Vergara. Mm-hmm. Vergara? Right. From she mon- another surgery? modern family. Apparently, yeah. Uh-huh. And you can't tell. So yeah. So in 2002. Right. And then in addition, you know, there are other things. In, in addition to the scar, all my patients who are concerned about it, we have a certain scar cream with silicone that maybe helps. Um, I, I think it does. Um, and then you could always do lasering and, and different things of cosmetic. My wife does a lot of uh, lasering of scars to help them look better as well. Okay. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of options nowadays. There are. Um, okay. Well, that's all I really wanted to talk about. Is that all you want to talk about? No, I, well, it's Thanksgiving tomorrow. It is Thanksgiving tomorrow, so and we'll we're still doing a podcast. This is our Thanksgiving podcast. Yes. So should we discuss anything? Should we discuss the pardoning of two turkeys? 
it is strange. I think it would be super cool if a president one year said no. Said, no, 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 yeah, that would be really great. No, let's kill him right in front of her. No, I think it would be cool if they said, let's do a meatless Thanksgiving. I mean, if I was president, that's what I would do. Me too. I don't eat, I'm not going to pardon one turkey. Right, I would say we're pardoning all turkeys. Yeah, year. but Thanksgiving weekend, four-day week for... Four-day weekend for most people. For me, I'm taking off Friday. I nice. come off. Yeah, I'm very, very excited. Going up to my mother-in-law, who's an amazing cook. I can't wait. Oh, that's fun. So you can actually just sit. You don't have to cook. You don't have to do. No, anything. I'm gonna actually prepare some stuff tonight too. What about you? What are you um, doing? Um, we, I'm just hanging out with my husband, but we're just making dream? mulled wine because we had last mold year. We mulled wine. Mulled wine. It's like warm wine. M U L L E. Glue vine. Oh, is that like I don't know? That's a German thing. <laughs> it's like hot wine with. Uh, well, we had it in London, and it's like uh, with cherries, and it's like a warm wine. Oh uh, like, yeah. Cook it for a little while. It's like warm sangria a little bit. Yes. Yeah. So that's like a new glue thing vine. that we're adding to our My wife, I only know about glue vine for my wife. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Usually we're away, so this year we're cooking. Yeah. And we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Holiday movies you're wanting to see? Frozen two. No. My I'm kids sure. want to see it. Do they really? Yeah, but I don't want it. Um. No, I don't either. No. The Irishman available I still today. See it. Oh, yeah. I need to see that. And I need to see Motherless Brooklyn. I want to see that. Uh, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. The Tom Hanks one is out this week. Right. Want to see Mr. Rogers. How do you feel about that? I feel good. Yeah. Yeah, Mr. Rogers, I grew up watching him. Yeah. The other thing, though, I I told you I'm watching Peaky Blinders. Yes. And it has nothing to do with medical, but I'm really, I I can't believe how much I'm enjoying with Tom Hardy playing an Orthodox Jew and Adrian Adrian Brody, Adrian Brody, Adrian Brody, Brody, who plays a Italian mafia, new American Italian mafia guy, who was fantastic, really channeled Marlon Brando, but was great. If, if, I, I definitely think you should watch it. Okay, you yeah, know, I could see him playing that part. Yeah. I would definitely watch it. He was that. fantastic. All right. So but nothing to do with medical at all. No. no. Well, I'm going to watch it. The yeah. only Thanksgiving movie I could think that I like is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Right. That no, is a good one. I don't have one besides that. So yeah. it's The Irishman for me. John Candy. Yes. And hopefully. We're going to get on YouTube. We're going to stream. And hopefully we're going to be on YouTube. People can watch us. There you go. Right. We could be what you do on Thanksgiving. Yes. Exactly. Actually, it's funny. I was talking to my kids last night at dinner or two nights ago um, about Christmas music Mm -hmm. and Christmas movies that I like them both. I like Christmas movies more than I like Christmas music. But one thing I was saying was that a lot of the Christmas music, I hope I don't get in trouble, was written by Jews, interestingly. Like Irving, Irving Berlin was a Jew. Yeah, it's just an interesting, funny, fun fact. I never fact. thought about that. That is interesting. Yeah, it's a weird, fun fact. But I was talking about Christmas movies that I like, but we could get into that another time. During Christmas. There you go. It's only four weeks away. And my birthday's coming up. And end of year stuff we're going to be Lots discussing. Lots of things happening. Lots of stuff at the end of this year. All right. Well, we've got to get our video perfected by then. We do. Thanks for joining us on Gross Anatomy Podcast. And like us, love us, hate us, do something, find us on Instagram, and uh, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye. Bye. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to Gross Anatomy and be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can check out more episodes on the evolving sights, smells, and sounds of medicine.